0: Good evening everyone. Welcome to the Serpent Cast. I am Annabelle Gatt. I am Sophie St. Thomas. And we are here this evening with Priya Kale. How are you doing? Well, so
1: excited to be here and nervous. This Don't is, be nervous. This is great and yeah, it's really fun. You I'm have excited. a very
2: good energy. We did a little yeah. meditation that listeners maybe one day we'll walk you through one but
0: yeah if we sound really blissed out it's because we just did a really nice breathing exercise it's Priya (laughs) I'll take it I don't know about that but I'll
1: take it thank you
0: (laughs) so Priya please tell us what is your zodiac sign and what is your Hogwarts house oh
1: my god I researched this because you asked (laughs) I'd done it a while ago but I'd forgotten it sounds boring,
2: but I read it and I liked it. Well, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. We love Huff, I uh, think it's uh, no. We love Hufflepuffs. I love. Yeah. There's like this stigma against Hufflepuffs, so everyone is like, "Oh I my mean, god!" I have actually seen Facebook meltdowns when people yeah. have discovered they are Hufflepuffs. I but just that's funny. Yeah. Because I
1: started to read the description and I was like, "What? That's what's wrong with that?" Nothing. Nothing. Like, how that did they so get a. Taurus, like it appeals
0: to the Taurus. You're a Taurus?
1: Yes, I'm we,
2: a Taurus. We
0: have a lot of Taurus on
2: yeah, the show. Yeah, we mostly have
1: Tauruses on the show. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a sun, moon, Taurus. Mm. Yeah, and
2: Mercury. So a lot of Taurus. Lots What's
1: of Taurus. your rising? Scorpio. Oh, I'm a Scorpio sun. See? Yeah. yeah, definitely gravitate to the Scorpios.
2: Scorpio moon. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Our. for sure.
0: Yes. So Priya Kelly is an astrologer. She has a website, Cosmic Diaries, where she has a blog. It's kind of a work in progress, but she's coming up on the Jupiter return of her astrology work, which is very cool. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and good luck and growth. That's always a very nice anniversary to come across. We are here this evening to talk to Priya about the upcoming eclipse in leo on august 11th 11th yes tell us all about it
2: eclipses always scare me i always get so nervous like what is gonna happen i tend to catastrophize (laughs) Was it Listen, you- you're not wrong because eclipses are a catastrophe. Sure. <laughs> you're making me feel better. I here like, I'm
0: doomed. What will be ruined? I off? know. I'm sending the worst mixed messages. She's like, everything is going to fall apart at the eclipse. and I'm like, no, you're no, it's going to be fine. I'm psychic. You're going to be okay. And then you're like, you know, I hear eclipses are troubling. And I'm like, yes, it's a catastrophe. It's really bad. You don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> There's enough the Scorpio at the table. We can handle it. It's <laughs> So tell us the truth, Priya. Are our, our eclipses a catastrophe? Well, it
1: depends on how you see it. And that's not the diplomatic answer. It's more the way I see it is, you know, the universe aligning. And yes, there is a sense of fated events. And it is the shadow of the moon. So there is an overshadowing of consciousness on some level, especially at, at the time of the solar eclipse, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the sun and the moon together. And now this one is in Leo which is ruled by the sun. Yeah. So I think it's doubly, it's like a total eclipse of the heart. Leo rules the heart. yeah. So there's a sense of that. Like to say with Leo, it's, it's never the heart that breaks, it's the ego. You know? oh, wow. And the ego. Yeah, I my know. My mind just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But it's true. It's, that's what causes us pain. And yes, it's painful, but that's part of us being human and you know, us embracing all those parts of us, right? And okay, pausing here. Yeah.
2: No, it's interesting. I think, and I'm not an astrologer, you know, so this is just me coming from a witch writer perspective. But the last, we have three this summer. What was,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Not the one on the 27th, but the one,
1: what, what was, well, that was the one, the, the Cancer, the Cancer Capricorn one. Yes. What the,
2: was the, the, the one
1: in, was, what was the one in? It was a penumbral eclipse in Cancer, which was exactly
2: opposite Pluto and Capricorn. Yeah. Okay. So that That one, one. I... Which was earlier
0: in July. I forgot what the date was. 27th, I think, if I'm not mistaken.
2: The one before the 27th. So 27th...
0: 27th July, right? No, wait. 27th of July is uh, the Aquarius eclipse, full moon.
2: It was the cancer eclipse. So it's yes, the cancer. 14 weeks.
0: days before that, so it was on the 13th. Oh my yes. god,
2: this is all making sense. This is so actually fucking cancer. Excuse my language, but yeah. like eclipses terrify me, and so I woke up being like, okay, I'm doomed. What's gonna happen today? Like, <laughs> who, you know, so who's gonna die? How is my career gonna be ruined, et cetera? Right. And then, <laughs> et cetera. I have had like the like the I have had a month. Don't even let, get me started. But what that day ended up being was, like, me just just sobbing. Like, that sounds... Well, that's cancer, right? Exactly. So emotional. Totally. And, like, right. it, I just was so emotional. I just needed to take the day to, like, feel my feelings yeah. and cry. And it was awful. But I guess my eclipse lesson I learned is that it might affect me that way. Right. You know, it might be a day of intense emotional processing, you know, rather than me waiting for, like, to get a, a text message that something horrible has happened. Right. You know, it could be an internal, you guys can pr- probably elaborate, but... That's beautiful, because
1: that's exactly, like, you're taking the words out of my mouth, because when I was walking here, I was also thinking of, you know, what we we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, now we're talking about the Leo new moon ex- eclipse, but we're going to be past the Aquarius full moon eclipse uh-huh. by the time the show airs. And a full moon lunar eclipses will bring more of a polarity, a new moon will ask for more internal reflection, mm. right? But still, even when there is a polarity, in all respects, it's, it's us really internalizing the energy mm-hmm. in the sense of recognizing that the whole world is a mirror, yeah. you know, and what's, the more we go inward, the easier it is to, and find balance with those emotions first.
2: Yeah. Which is important work. Like the yeah. day sucked, but like I needed to, to feel those feelings and go through that. Right. Yeah. And I also think that
1: with Uranus now in Doris, mm-hmm. which... For the I,
2: people at home, Uranus is the planet
0: of change and revolution and innovation, but it also brings shocks and surprises. And sudden developments. And yeah. So, and Uranus energy is very electric
1: and, but then Doris is very... Earthy. Earthy. So there's a need now to really, you know, if, if we cling too hard to things, because Taurus, there's such opposite energies. Taurus likes stability and its routines and comfort and uh-huh. it likes to be grounded. And then Uranus is going to come in and suddenly shake things up. Yeah. Which we're seeing with these eclipses on the Leo-Aquarius axis. Yeah. Because Uranus rules, is the modern ruler of Aquarius.
0: Yeah. So...
1: I guess this is a long way of saying it's so important meditation and just being able to ground this energy. Totally. Like it's like electricity. It's like a live wire. You know, you have to be able to channel it physically. Taurus is also the body.
0: And you might literally feel fried right now, which is why it's so important to make your nettle infusion. Oh, I've been slacking on that. Yes, you got to have your nettle infusion. Listeners at home, just Google how to make a nettle infusion, and you'll find it. We'll post it on Instagram too. Yeah. And do little breathing exercises. Yeah. Aquarius is also breath. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's, air, it's an air sign. So I guess coming back to Leo. Sorry, go on.
2: No, I people listening who aren't professional astrologers, if you're looking at eclipses like, oh my God, I'm going to be doomed. What's going to happen? What are some I, I mean, sur- survival guide tips or, or advice on how to make through it? One, without like overthinking and freaking out. Right. And two, if hard emotions or something bad happens, dealing with it. What advice would you give this summer?
1: Well, and then now I'm speaking regarding this Leo eclipse, but also in general, I, I started to say earlier, you know, eclipses will, are the universe's way of just aligning us with our destiny in uh-huh. a sense. And, you know, I've, I've seen it with clients, with myself, even in my life, where, you know, it could be something like you're in a job that you know isn't going somewhere. Or you need to change, and you've been procrastinating. An eclipse can come and get you fired. Yeah. But then in that moment, it's how you respond to the situation. Because an eclipse, the nodes really are gateways, in a sense. Things kind of magically open up. Yeah. They're portals. That, they're portals. Yeah. They really are. So they're taking you leaps into your future. And there's, in one sense, things are fated. But at the uh, on the other hand, the more open-minded you are and the more open you are to life you'll see the opportunities and the possibilities. It's easier to like align with that divine vision which is I mean any divination.
2: Yeah, or go with the current. It's interesting about like opportunities cuz oh my god, I went through earlier this year just this massive heartbreak, you know, and for I think like most people's immediate reaction after a breakup, you know, you want to cling to it and right. and and make it work and like whining like oh it sucked but like honestly like so many career opportunities have happened since right. the breakup some that I specifically like really had to be single to happen like I did a reading with Michael Cardenas um old ways and oh god I don't know if I want this on air but he actually told me right when I was just heartbreaking and I was like what is
1: yeah I
2: don't know how to deal with this and he was like I think you need to let this go. I wouldn't advise doing love magic on it. And one of the things he said, he was like, I if this relationship were to continue, I see it getting in the way of you and your professional life. Right. So I'm trying to healthily move on from the relationship, but also notice all the opportunities that have Opened Uh, up. Opened up as a result of being single again.
0: I don't know if you would agree with this, Priya, but I think it's not so much the events that happen to us during an eclipse that are faded, just more the fact that changes are happening at all. You know, so it's not like, oh, if this job shows up, it's this destined job for you. Yes, It's more that things have to change and whatever comes your way. It's not like those things were faded or that the relationship was doomed. It's just that this is a time where things have to change no matter what it
2: is. Agreed.
0: And something new can come in. But why? But why? I mean, that's, I guess. I know, that's like the
2: question of all questions.
1: But I mean, look at it, think about it, just even astronomically, what, what is that really happening is the sun's, the disc is being obscured if the sun represents consciousness it's not even representing the sun is the source of all life on earth Mm -hmm. you know this is very real solar energy yeah and in the olden days the reason it was such doom and gloom was i mean think about it they didn't even know about they didn't have science Mm -hmm. and this was this phenomena that happened and solar eclipses are rare depending as far as visibility is concerned you don't always see a solar eclipse from where
0: you are you are yeah
1: so these were rare phenomenons that happened. And, you know, so are all these myths about the dragon swallowing the sun or whatever, which is the moon's nodes. That sense of doom, doom and gloom, I can understand even on a visceral cellular level where our bodies, you know, respond to this, the sunlight being blocked. Yeah. In fact, you're not supposed to, and this is good, you know, information to have, you're actually not supposed to be outdoors in eclipse light. So I know it's really... Even I've watched eclipses before, so it's not like I haven't done it. But it's not good for you because your brain cells are also affected by all of this. You generally don't eat during an eclipse. So the best thing really during an eclipse to do is meditate. Yeah. So
2: Yeah, that's yeah. you taught me that. And I remember meditating through an eclipse probably a while ago, but it being... Well, yeah, everyone was
0: rushing out to see that big eclipse exactly. last year. And I was like, yeah. you don't want to see the no. fucking king. <laughs> That's what it was. I that. Get, yeah. get, you know, like, sh- sh- yeah. shake it off his throne, this, like, shameful moment. And everyone watching <laughs> being like, I woo, remember. look
2: at you, like, losing your light. So messed up.
1: I flew to Bangkok. I was like, you know? let to get as far away from this thing as I can. It was night there.
2: <laughs> I, I just, I meditated through it in my apartment, but... I remember, yeah. I didn't. It didn't feel. I feel, feel it feels feels spooky because it, you know, it the going dark, then going back. Oof. Yeah, I mean, you know, I also want to say one more thing.
0: I've done it before. I've I've casted a spell during an eclipse, but you're not supposed to do magic during an eclipse either. Mm. You know, like an eclipse is not a time to do anything. It's your consciousness being
1: blocked yeah. out. I mean. Yeah astrology the sun is your consciousness so that's not when you're seeing anything in clear light you know there's darkness yeah, so it's yeah. unconsciousness
0: but at the same time shocking information often comes to light yes so it's a whole lot of i don't know what the fuck is going on yet all right. this new stuff is coming up for me right i would love to hear more about you know the leo eclipse what's okay. it going to be like what are the aspects that are going to be going on that day let us know fill us in, priya so First of all, it's like
1: what you said. I would say it's very internal. So before the eclipse, as we lead up to the eclipse and before the eclipse and you know the moon is disappearing in the sky, it's definitely very internal energy. And this is Leo. Really, I would say, take the time to go inward. And the hardest battle we'll ever fight is with, with our own ego. It's the tarot card strength. It's taming the beast inside because that's where the source of all of our angst is.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: And then as the eclipse happens and we start this new cycle, well, incidentally Mars will be Mars is currently retrograde in Aquarius. So the day after the eclipse, Mars retrogrades back into Capricorn where it's exalted. And Leo is a sign of you know, authenticity, of self, of the self. Spontaneity, your sexuality, creativity, passion. Uh, especially having been through this Leo Aquarius eclipse, there's a sense of having to come back to who am I? Mm-hmm. You know? who am I in my heart, in my heart of hearts? And how do you, with Mars going retrograde through Aquarius, it's like, who am I in the midst of this community? What do I have to offer? And where do I stand? And especially the retrograde Mars has probably uh, you know brought that sense of isolation on some level,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or at least feeling like you're wondering who, where your tribe is or where do you belong. Yeah. So I think the Leo eclipse is really asking us to bring it back home,
2: mm.
1: you know, and be more authentic and be unafraid to be authentic and, you know, not be afraid to be yourself. And then those who love you are going to love you anyway. You know, it's self-acceptance. Totally. Which is, but then that Mars and Capricorn can excel, right? You know, after it's been through this whole Aquarius, okay, where do I fit in? it comes back to clarifying your goals and what's important to you.
0: Yeah. So we have this eclipse in Aquarius, which is asking us, you know, how we feel about fitting in with the the communities that we belong to. And then we have this eclipse in Leo, which is asking us who we really are. You know, Mars is retrograde in Aquarius. So we're all rethinking anger issues around fitting in. Oh my God. You know, and There's so much aggression. Aggression within communities and like figuring out like, you know, how to manage tempers when you're working in like larger groups. And you know, right after the eclipse, Mars is going to retrograde back into Capricorn where it's exalted. Right. I'd love to have your take on all of this. I think that was beautiful what you said about,
1: you know, having to even manage anger issues in group settings. But you're right, it's coming back to the self. Like, well, we've already been through Mars entered shadow around on the the 15th of May. It was in Capricorn. And then it entered Aquarius, I think, shortly after. Mm -hmm. But we're retrograding about to that point that we were at around mid-May. And Capricorn, especially now that we have Pluto in Capricorn, this is a, and now Mars is retrograde in Capricorn. So we're digging deeper and it's digging deeper for your ambitions. But what is the intangible goal that you have? Mm. I mean, sure, success, everybody wants success, but A, at what cost? We're learning that. like Annabelle said, you know, are you sacrificing a part of yourself to achieve some level of success as defined by society? Or who is the success defined by? What does that mean to you? Because Capricorn is the third material sign and it is the peak of material success and human consciousness. For the listeners at
0: home that aren't astrologers, by third material sign, we mean the third earth sign. But yeah, we're having to
1: dig deeper beyond the values of society, your parents, your perhaps childhood ambitions, because Mars is, you know, it's the ruler of Aries. So it's very primal energy. It's it's deeply embedded stuff.
0: Yeah. So the first thing we do when we come out of our mom is we start screaming. Mars <laughs> That's Mars energy. That's Mars energy. We're covered in blood. <laughs> That's we're, true. You know, babies have incredible strength. I'm sure we've all been wowed by oh. like their grip. You know, it's <laughs> Mars energy. They're They're here and they're not, you know, they're... Gonna make it out alive. And that's his goal. <laughs> and you know, Mars in Capricorn is you know Capricorn is a sign sign that's very dignified. Yeah, you know, Mars and, and Capricorn is so sexy. Yeah, it's good I have Mars. I have Mars in Capricorn. You know, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything. I, I definitely <laughs> I'm an Aries, sexy. so I have. Thank you. I you know we all have issues around anger to work to work oh on we gosh. all have we all have oh we yeah. all can learn better ways to express our anger but when mars is in capricorn right. it really doesn't want to embarrass itself with its anger and and
1: think about it it's mars and then it's in capricorn which is the sign ruled by saturn which is very mature energy so yeah. it's it's youth but then it's smart and it's focused and it's driven
0: yeah and responsible it's, it's having maturity of 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 an adult at a young age and then having the stamina to To get it done. To get it done. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, arguments that came up in mid-May are likely to pop back up now. Yes. And, you know... I, I believe it's August 27th, Mars is going to end its retrograde. We're going to start, you know, moving mm. forward around a lot of these themes. Mars isn't the only planet retrograde. You know, Mercury is also retrograde. It's retrograde in Leo. Oh, that's another one, right?
2: Yeah. What is this going on this summer? Is this is this a unusually a crazy-ass yes. summer? Yes.
1: I mean, this whole year really, and then we're leading into a Venus retrograde. Yeah. After, you know, it's oh, all overlapping. Right. So uh, it's so much of one step, you know, two steps forward, one step back, but... <laughs> it's kind of this first preview of Uranus and Taurus uh-huh. because Uranus will re-enter Aries for a short while when from December to February, I think. Yeah. And, and this Venus retrograde by the time we're through with it, it'll be December. So really this whole year is kind of rearranging very, wow. making very real shifts in our life. Like people are moving houses, jobs, because it's Uranus and Taurus, right? Uh-huh. It's fixed energy that's yeah. kind of moving now.
0: You know the thing is we always have retrogrades happening. Right. Mercury retrograde happens 3 or 4 times a year. You know, Venus and Mars retrograde is is like for it's two, every 2 18. years Mars for is Mars yeah, or something yeah. Yeah, for Venus yeah, every 18 months. And then Jupiter and beyond, those planets are retrograde, like, four to five months out of the year. Like, we always have retrogrades. It's not like that's unusual. And the thing with eclipses is that we always have a pair, sometimes a trio of eclipses, every six months. That's not unusual either. No. But the thing is, is that with astrology, is that each and every month or every few weeks, you have a new opportunity to go, what in fresh fucking hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) And why? Why is this so <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> oh there is nothing new to this story, you know it's uh, we've been there before, but each each time oh you take a look, you get a new opportunity to go, what "Why??" The- why? Why? How? how? What the fuck? What? Like, just is it ever going to end? It's not. <laughs> no. It's, it's never. It's not going it end. Yeah. It's, that comes
1: back to the self, which is planets are always moving and they're always yeah. changing and it's always some new shit because they're never in the same position again. I want
0: to touch on Mercury retrograde really yes. quickly, though, because yes. the thing is, we're going to have Mars leaving Aquarius saying, all right, let's not bully everyone in the club, right. in the clique, in the, in the groups and associations we're working with. Now it's going back into Capricorn and it's saying, all right, how can I be more mature about how I... Express my anger and how I work towards my goals and how I conquer everything. Right. But Mercury is still going to be going backwards and Leo going. But what about me? And right. why isn't anyone listening <laughs> to me? And like yeah. I am the most important person. And like I'm still talking about this same thing that I've been talking about forever. Right. So I love that when the Sun is the planet of the ego. Yes. But so
1: with Mercury, I think it's about like communicating yeah. and listening
0: from the heart and, and not the- when we don't feel listened to. That's, right. the That's fucking worse. It's really bad. Right. Yeah. You know? Like someone dismissing you. Oh, my God. Ugh. And I don't even want to throw the word ego in there because I feel like sometimes when we talk about ego, it can seem kind of petty, like, oh, our egos. But the thing is, it's really destructive and traumatic not to be listened to, not to be heard, not to be taken seriously.
2: Right. It's it's nearly dehumanizing. Feeling yes. invalidated is one of the most horrible experiences ever. I feel like I would rather some like... Be insulted than be ignored and invalidated, right?
0: I think this Mercury retrograde in Leo can be frustrating because we might feel invalidated, uh-huh. but right. I think there will be in many ways where we're gonna get the validation we need. Because right. Mercury's gonna go backward and it's gonna bring us new information with these eclipses. There's gonna be the shift in the Mars energy. There's gonna be this feeling of like, all right now now I get what I need to like be on right. top and to like get that piece that I was missing. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally agree with you. And it's it's not, it's, you know, the less we have
1: our defenses up, I think it'll be easier to, because we get, we get our defenses up when we feel powerless, right? Yeah. And there's part of the, you know, coming back to the self. Again, I keep saying that with Leo, but understanding, okay, this is me and I have a right to say what I have to say and be heard, but... With a similar light, I need to allow another person to speak and really listen yeah. rather than be that Leo energy of, you know, just want to wait to speak to my turn as well. Because in that real communication, there could be solutions.
0: Yeah. Another thing I want to note is that during the eclipse in Leo, there's going to be a Mercury-Jupiter square. Oh. So we right. can expect a lot of talk. Yes. Lots of optimism, probably a bunch of exaggerations none of these <laughs> none of these conversations are going to be new. This is stuff you've already talked about, but you're going to be seeing it in a new light because there's an eclipse, and these conversations are going to come back up for discussion later in the month because Mercury's going to go direct and then it's going to score off with Jupiter again. So we right. just really for the month of August, just expect that you're going to be talking about these grand, big things. Over and over and over and over. But that's very interesting because
1: then it's like, okay, the first square, you know, you have these big ideas and you don't allow yourself to think big. Mm. But then when that Mars enters Capricorn, it'll be about bearing back like, okay, which ones of these really work? Which ones of these are really ones that I want to pursue? Yeah. Because with the Aquarius energy, especially post this, before we entered the Leo new moon, there's going to be a lot of options. So that's why that Leo Eclipse is going to really ask you to be like, okay, what does success mean to me? What what are my goals? Maybe I'm repeating myself, but then there'll be a way of making those choices.
2: Yeah. So I'm a sex and relationships writer. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it can be hard to find someone who is comfortable with that. Right. And the thing... Not only comfortable, but who a lot of people are like, oh, I'm fine with that. No, this is the fucking thing. It's not just that they're fine with that. I feel like I play this, like, my deepest insecurity in dating is, I mean, not to, like, toot my own horn, but, like, I mean, not right now, because I look like shit right now, but I have this, like, fiery red hair, you know, I like to really dress up, like, I have a big Twitter following and publishing all these magazines. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to date this like well-known sex writer. It's going to be so cool and fun and awesome. And she's so spontaneous and she's from the Caribbean and Oh my God, how sexy and exciting. And then for like six months, they're like totally into it. And then it starts to be like, "Mm, you know, I don't know. What if you like wrote about tech or like what? I don't know how my parents feel about this or right. You know, I met, this this wonderful academic girl named. Well, it sounds
0: like Mars retrograde in Aquarius yeah. finds you feeling angry about being forced to fit in and be a tech writer. Well, that's what Aquarius it rules is. technology. I am
2: angry. What? I'm just. I'm so. <laughs> I'm angry. Like this is like so <laughs> pathetic. But like I am like just like wondering because I've had too like many of these experiences. Like I'm like, is there anyone like with the balls to like love me for like who I fucking am yes and I do like I'm not like I do I have a very exciting life in New York that as my partner I will right. b- bring you into and like yes we'll have hot sex and it will be fun and adventurous I'm I <laughs> it, it is and but I I don't know I, I I keep having I feel like I'm like a fucking manic pixie dream girl and like when it's but maybe time, you don't
1: have to uphold that image all the time
2: you know but I don't that's the problem and that's when it gets cloudy when it gets no I think when I think when people see the flip side right of my passions you know and see Sophie when she's depressed or you know realize that when she speaks on kink panels like there might be some people who are turned on by their girlfriend and that might make them uncomfortable or when they see that like being like the emotional energy it takes me to be a writer along with like being really spontaneous can also mean that I am very sensitive yeah or when it simply comes time I don't know I feel like people want all the good parts of me but then when they're presented with the reality perhaps they've had a, f- a fantasy of who I am and when they see the reality they don't like it and I often end up feeling really used like once I even went on right. never saw them again a first date with someone who's a friend right and we kissed me he, at the end after it was a really nice night and he was like I've always wanted to date a sex writer or no go on a date with a sex writer and then I realized I was like oh, he's, like, on a date with this fantasy Sophie St. Thomas woman whose articles he's been reading, like, can you, like, will you show up if I, like, need to go to the emergency room? Like, will you come and meet my mom? Will you introduce me to your parents and tell them that I write about sex, but I am not this, like, person to be ashamed of that you're proud to be with me like right. that is where
0: well I mean you're being fetishized and you know men objectifying women is just part of the patriarchy and it's like you just have to keep on looking until you find someone who's not like that you know it's true but, yeah and they... I think
1: like the Mars in Aquarius sorry I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt no, you but it's, it's about yeah. trust right and yeah you know Aquarius well you're a Leo uh, sorry you have Leo rising that means uh-huh. you have Aquarius opposite your first house yeah, in the seventh house, which rules relationships. yeah. And Aquarius is about the collective, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are many people in your life. And yes, like you said, you're, you're a public figure and all of these things. But now as Mars retrogrades there, there may be a sense, yeah, it, it's natural that you're questioning these things, which is like, okay, well, there are all of these people around me, but who really loves me for me?
2: Like I've had people tell me they want... To, to marry me and started making plans for that and then go th- we go through a few rough weeks where they see the darker sides you know or some trauma I've experienced or I have to be introduced to their family and then when it gets real they end it and I don't I want I believe that these people genuinely loved me but it I yeah it's really hard Every relationship ends, right? Yeah. Whether it's through
1: death or through breakup.
2: Yeah. Grief is the price we pay
0: for love. I, Queen Elizabeth II. That's
1: beautiful. Really? Yes. But that, that exactly, that can't stop us from loving, right? Yeah. And being who we are. And anyone who truly appreciates that and sees that will be there for you. Because Aquarius is also a fixed sign, you know? So mm-hmm. they're present, so as far as your relationships go, you know, there could be a lot of people, but that Mars as it retrogrades and then moves forward again,
0: you're going fi- to figure out who the community that really yeah. supports you is. Yeah. And that one
1: yeah. person, you know, with Mars going through your seventh house soon direct, you know, you could very well have that, but it's like clearing space and not having expectations, yeah. asking for
0: what you need and then seeing who shows up. I also have to say like the, break- the, the heartbreak that you went through Really, I, I think it, it, I don't want to put words in your mouth or emotions in your mm-hmm. mouth, but like, I think there's a sense of how, how could you do this to me? And also um, the reason being, you know, it's not like, oh, how could you do this to me? But it's like, how, how, could, how could you be one way and then all of a sudden not? Be broken promises, you know, and especially as a
2: Scorpio, like loyalty is my thing.
0: Yeah, you know, like you, and that's a Leo thing too. So it's like, how could you break your promises? And like, how, and now I have to sit through this pain and this heartache. And you know, eclipses are really emotional and tumultuous and very exhausting and tiring. But I think that one of the portals that we're going through this with this eclipse is. Getting, I don't want to say the payback, Mm -hmm. but like I think it there will be healing that comes from it that's gonna make you even stronger than before, and that will lead to like love that is even deeper than it was before.
2: Because I don't like want to stop being this person, you know. I'm working on a memoir right now, I wanna be able to write it. Like I don't give a fuck whose parents read it, you know? Yeah, that's great. And that's what's gonna make it the best book, is if I'm honest. And there's going to be sex in it. There's going to be rape in it. There's going to be hard stuff to read in it. And I w- hate that feeling that always eventually comes up Most when date, mostly when I'm dating with cis men, wondering, well, how would they feel about right. having this as their partner? But this is who I am and what I do. And I'm very privileged. I shouldn't just... I feel like, God... I'm about to start like crying just like oh no one will ever love me but it's it's I admit I feel like that a lot I feel like love I feel fetishized and loved until it's not convenient anymore for them until this Sophie St. Thomas until until they see, really see the real me because you know we reveal ourselves over time right
0: and you deserve so much more than that I think a lot of our listeners are going to be able to relate to your yeah. story you know yeah. Cause that's the thing. It's like heart, heartbreak is universal, but all of our pain is like unique and it's it's our own for us to to deal with. Right. But I think that the these eclipses that we're going through this summer is is really going to lead to an amazing healing for
2: you. Well, it's sorry true. to jump in, yeah. but it, I'm just thinking like talking about individuality plus community. Like right. you know, I don't know if like love life is community, but you know who I am is is someone who wants to talk and write about the really hard stuff and who is very open and can be a lot and that can be make for a very adventurous partner but yeah it can make for like sometimes I'm going to be a fucking pain in the ass but I'm have this like debate in my head right now and I don't it doesn't have to be black and white of should I just be exactly who I am and pour it all into my art And know that that is what I need to fulfill my dreams. But I worry that if I do that, I'm like never going to find a long-term partner.
1: I have something to say.
2: Yes. Well, no, I think that's
1: exactly what you should do. And I think that's exactly how you'll find a long-term partner. Because it's when you're being totally yourself and happy. Because you know how... The creative, I mean, that's very Leo energy, right? This mm-hmm. creative process, it's, it's, it's very liberating. And it makes you very zen because you're in the moment just being yourself, which is Leo. Yeah. And that's when you're going to attract a person who's on the same level energetically. It's that total self-acceptance and not being afraid to shine. Uh, yeah. In a sense. And it's not even like the sun doesn't. Uh, there's that poem by Hafiz, I'm going to misquote it, but it's something about, well, it's to the effect that the sun just shines
2: and it doesn't... It doesn't try. It doesn't try. It's not even waiting for validation. Which is what I need to do. Like, I need to, and the work I have to do is just own myself. Yeah. And be that, because... In a relationship, if I, if I feel like this person, if my like career, who I am, they're not going to love me for it. And I find myself being like, oh, well maybe I should like go back to school instead or do this or it this. Like, no, I can't do that. No. I can't do that. Yeah.
1: One thing about the Leo eclipse, since you've been asking is, and it's coming to me now is Leo is extremely creative energy, but it's also about being spontaneous and being, it's the sign of the eternal now, the eternal present so, really, there is no past and there is no future. It's one eternal moment that bleeds into the next. And every moment is a new moment to create again, especially at the time of a new moon after an eclipse, you know. We're getting a clean slate, and it's about letting go of those old patterns and being more conscious and creative in, and having that vision, not being afraid to have that vision. And, you know, not holding yourself back. And keeping yourself caged in what I, oh, will I look like a fool? No, just go do it. It's about how you feel, really. Um, And Jupiter will be trying Neptune at the time. So do you know, dare to use your imagination. And one thing will lead to the next. And the more present you can be, you'll find life just
2: opens up. Oh,
0: that's very beautiful.
2: I'm going to take that advice.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming in to the studio, Priya. How can everyone find you and follow you?
1: Um, You can find me on my website at CosmicDiaries.com. I write there and I have a subscriber service where I send out uh, actually two audios a month. I used to write, but now I send out audios a month at the time of the new moon and the full moon. And of course, I do consultations. Cool. So you can find my booking on my website or you can email me at Priya at CosmicDiaries.com. Amazing. And I also do YouTube videos, which I need to get on it a little bit, but... All a work in progress. And Instagram? And Instagram, yes. Uh, Cosmic Diaries Astrology on Instagram or Planet Priya. That's my personal account. Oh, I but love
2: that. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me pour my sad little heart out. And all of our
0: listeners at home, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can go over to patreon.com slash the serpent We would love to have your support and you can follow the serpent cast on Instagram and Twitter at the serpent cast. And you can follow Sophie St. Thomas on Instagram and Twitter at the Bowie cat. We can follow me Annabelle Gat at Annabelle Gatt underscore on Twitter or at Annabelle Gatt on Instagram.